Welcome back to Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown. And today's topic <clears throat> came to me from a conversation I had with a longtime friend. <clears throat> and it prompted me to write this um, little bulletin board for what to do if you find yourself in a relationship where one person tends to lean to logic and the other person tends to lean to emotion. Uh, and so let's jump right in. One, have a holistic goal, something that seeks to please everyone. It's very simple, but a lot of times when we approach our spouses or someone we're in a relationship with, even friends, a lot of times we don't tend to see how this goal, event, plans will affect both parties. A lot of times we, we approach, even from a logical standpoint and even from an emotional standpoint, we tend to bring that situation to the person knowing the benefits it'll have for us and not necessarily thinking about the overall implications for the other person. So rule number one or point number one, have a holistic goal. Two, as men, we tend to be logical, a little more logical than women. Three, your environment matters. If primarily emotional men or women raised you, this would affect your natural inclinations, thus leaning a man toward emotional problem solving. So your environment really does matter. Um, even though you're a man and you may naturally tend more to logic, if, you're in, if your environment was mainly emotional problem solving and emotionalism and emotions fueled you, chances are you're going to be a, uh, a tad bit emotional. That's just what it is. Four, women lean towards emotional problem solving. Uh, but suppose they are raised in a household with logic, emotions, and balance. They tend to be able to be more logical in their conclusions. And that was number five. So it works both ways. Um, if you're a man raised in a emotional household, you'll tend to be emotional. If you're a woman raised in a balanced, um, logic-filled environment, you can tend to be more logically based. Um, neither one is necessarily wrong. They just have to be put in a certain balance. Six, first things first. Identify your current and past environment. Make notes on who you spent the most time with. Take inventory of who influenced you the most. And if possible, examine their upbringing. Um, I think this is big because a lot of times we grow up thinking that the people that are around us are normal thinking people. And then as we age and we grow up, we kind of see more clearly that the person that we took our most advice from, 
let it be our mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, cousins, we can kind of see over time how their life plays out. And if these people are more emotionally thinking, logically thinking, or if they're pretty balanced. And I think it plays a good thing in your mind. There's good, good things to be gained from taking an inventory of who raised you, who influenced you, and where those people are now, and whether some of what they taught you needs to be thrown in the trash, or if some of what they taught you needs to be implemented more. Uh, number seven, next, compare notes with your spouse. So when you do your inventory, she does her inventory, come together and examine it and see, you know, where you land on the emotional toll. There's a lot of men who were more emotional. I was more emotional in the beginning of my marriage because I was raised by very emotional people. My father had a lot of logic, but my mother had an extreme amount of emotionalism that dominated the logic right out the house. So a lot of my outburst, a lot of how I thought, a lot of how I moved, a lot of how I approached other people wasn't based in logic. It was based in emotionalism. And for a man, that is absolutely detrimental because this world doesn't care anything about your feelings or your emotions. So knowing that as a man, I had to make adjustments pretty quick, even though I took a ton, a ton, a ton of ills from being emotionalized. Um, and the same thing with a woman, a woman that is raised, uh, kind of cold and emotionless. Sometimes they tend to, um, delay gratification. They don't, they prioritize education over family. Like a lot of things can come out of being too logical for a woman that can be detrimental to their growth and the development as a feminine helpmate for their husband. Moving on. There's room for both. This is number eight. There's room for both logic and emotion. Emotions help empathize when in a proper balance, allowing us to see solutions from a holistic viewpoint instead of a singular focus. Nine. When logic is out of balance, it never prioritizes once and can lead to unnecessary sacrifice because it can be too based on what ifs and future while suffering in the present for too long. 10. Logical thinkers prioritize delayed gratification, which is necessary for long-term success. They tend to live with a notion that anything worth having is worth working for. Emotional thinkers, number 11, prioritize instant gratification. This is necessary to live in the moment and enjoy life to the fullest. They tend to live by treating yourself. Treat yourself. Number 12. It's easy to see how if either logic or emotions are out of check, the relationship will inevitably suffer long term. 
13. Here's an example. Suffering from logic may be seen by your emotional partner as you being boring, frugal, and emotionally detached from feelings. All of those things, if left unchecked for a long enough time, can spell absolute disaster for a long-term relationship because there's no balance in prioritizing of a good time. 14. Suffering from emotions may be seen by your logical partner as irrational spending, over-communication, and being unappreciated. Most logical thinkers deal with the emotional as feeling unappreciated. Their logic, their sternness, their discipline is overlooked as boring, frugal, and emotionally detached when it's anything but. Moving on. 15. If you find yourself on the logical side of things, approach your emotional partner with a disclaimer and acknowledge their emotions by allowing them to be heard and then insist insist that their rational that your rational decision isn't intended to hurt them emotionally but to preserve the holistic future but to preserve that your combined holistic future is on a great path also offer an incentive in the form of a compromise to ensure further their emotions are understood and in good hands. 16. If you find yourself on the emotional side, make sure you listen to understand, ask clarifying questions, and seek to discern if there is a place for compromise. By doing this, you will be perceived as a team player that can make adjustments on the fly to accompany the holistic goal of balance. I'm going to leave you guys with an example. You could have an introvert in a relationship with an extrovert. The introvert tends to be a bit more logically based and the extrovert tends to be a bit more emotionally based. The extrovert may say, hey, we just came out of COVID. I want to party. I want to go out every weekend. I want to have an amazing time. The introvert might say, COVID was literally the best time of my life. I'm in no rush to get back out there. Even though I wouldn't mind seeing my friends and family from time to time, I'm just not ready to be out and about all day long. The extrovert could say, hey, here's a calendar. Your weekends are literally booked from now until the end of summer. Get with it. The introvert can approach the extrovert and say, hey, I've truly enjoyed being in my seclusion. Let's compromise. Instead of every single weekend, How about we do every other weekend? And on those other weekends, I have time to just chill, recharge my batteries, and get myself prepared for the week and prepare for the week that we go out and we have an activity. And the introvert can explain that not only will this help me recharge 
and boost my emotional disposition around the house, it can also help us save money and we could delay some gratification of having a good time out and buy a new sofa at the end of the quarter or car, whatever it may be. The extrovert can say, okay, I enjoy that compromise. I want to make sure you're the best you you can be. And one of those weekends that may be your weekend, maybe we can just do something together and not invite the whole world or go out to a very public place and just have an intimate time to chill and relax together by being social with each other instead of inviting the whole world in. End of example. To me, both people got what they wanted in the end. There was balance. There was logic. And nobody's emotions were trampled in that example. For me, that's a healthy balance. Nobody will ever tend to just be 100% logical and it be seen as healthy. Nobody can tend to be 100% emotional and it be seen as healthy. And this is why opposites attract. A lot of the logical people need an emotional person to help pull them out of their shell, stay connected with friends and family, and be somewhat social. And an emotional person who loves to be out and about or loves to uh, live life with passion needs someone who's more logically thinking to reel them in, show them delayed gratification, and to express how staying in the trenches and out the way can save money and help promote a more sustainable future. And when you do go out, it can be lived at a much higher level because the resources aren't being depleted as quickly. Thank y'all so much for tuning into Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown. And until next time, peace. Keep Yahweh first. Seek the kingdom because the end is nigh. Until next time, I'm out.